Sled Talk listeners, welcome back to the next episode. This is our first episode um, coming back from a little bit of a break. So first episode in the summer. And we're kicking it off with the one and only Mr. Kyle Saxton. Dude, I appreciate you jumping on. Some technical difficulties, but thank you for being here, man. Awesome, man. Uh, we're rolling now. I'm stoked to be here. Heck yeah. Glad to have you. Um, so <laughs> I just got a notification that your internet was weak. Don't worry. They're still recording in high quality. So it's all good. As long as you can hear me and there's not too much of a lag, we'll keep chipping away. Does that work? Yep. I hear you. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, cool. So Kyle, um, where, where do you live exactly? Is it Big Fork? Yep. In Big Fork, Montana. Um, so just South of Glacier Heck Park, yeah. uh, right on Fyad Lake there. Yeah, born and raised. Yep, yep, born here in the Fayette Valley and been here my whole life. So nice, nice, cool. Have you ever, uh, by chance, been to Ovando? I have. <laughs> yeah, I. That's where I grew up. Is it small town? Yeah, town of sixty. Small town of 65 people, baby. <laughs> Super small. So uh, I wasn't born there, but grew up there. Spent most of my life there. So good old Montana boys, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome, man. Heck. Heck, yeah. Well, cool. So, yeah, there's still a little bit of a lag. So listeners, bear with us on this. But uh, let's start chipping away. Um and get into some questions. It's uh, almost the middle of summer. Weather's been super weird this year, but uh, let's talk about some snowmobiling in the middle of June. I'm stoked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Heck, yeah. So, so Kyle, how, uh, you know, I've been following you for quite a while, man. And, and uh, first off, I'll start off by saying you are an absolute animal on the sled. Um, it's really, really fun and entertaining <laughs> to watch you. Um the things that you do and the, and the content that you're capturing you doing those things are just, it's insane. Um, I could probably speak for a lot of listeners right now that, uh, we definitely admire you, man. And what you're doing for the sport. It's pretty, it's pretty nuts what you're capable of. So well, I appreciate that, you, man. man. Um, it's, it's always, I, it's always cool to hear and, that. Heck yeah, dude. And I'm sure, you know, as with everything, uh, that social media says you probably gained all of those tricks and and gained that whole skill set overnight, correct? Oh yeah, <laughs> super quick. No, it, it's, it's yeah, you know, it's been a process, um, and it's never ending. I'm not where I'm going to be, and I, there, there's always room to progress. You know, there's always a level. There's always somewhere more to go, which is cool. And that's the cool thing about sliding yeah. is it's a very challenging sport and it, there's lots of levels to it. Yep. Well, snowmobiling and in life and business and everything else too, right? Like there's always progress to be 100%. made every day. Mm -hmm. Cool, man. So how, um, how long have you been riding sleds? Like when was the, what age were you the first time that you threw your legs around one? Uh, about 10, 10, 12 years. Yeah. About 12 years now. Um, which I would have been 10, 11 years old. And first sled was an old 88 sure. phaser, um, put an old 141 track nice. on it. And that's, yeah, that's <laughs> what got me into it. 
Heck yeah. Uh, and let me ask you this, because this, uh, this is a common thread um, for a lot of guests that we have on here. It's a common thread for me as well. Did that influence to start snowmobiling come from your father, by chance? Nope. Nope. Interesting. How did, who influenced nope, you to, to get started with it? Well, I always wanted to get into dirt biking, that kind of stuff. Um, always loved watching the motocross stuff, but never had any of that growing up. Spent my childhood on skis and pedal bikes and, um, always thought the like action sports and motorsports are pretty badass. So finally found that sled cheap and that's kind of was my introduction to the deal. You know, dirt bikes were a lot more than an old phaser and just first purchase got me into it. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Um, and so I think a, another good topic I want to go right into is, um, cause it's always fun to, to discuss this with snowmobilers. Everybody's got their brand and feel a type of way about it. So let me ask you, you know, you've been riding Articat for a little while now. Um, what are, what's, what's kind of the reasonings why you chose to, to jump on an Articat and, uh, what do you like about it so much? Um, versus others basically. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, they all have their good suits and they all have their bad suits. Um, I've kind of chose cat the last few years. They've been super beefy, awesome sleds. Um, I really like the chassis on them and stuff. They pulled up to quite the beating, but, uh, yeah. You don't beat sleds. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's funny. Huh? Um, well, cool. So what's your, um, what's your favorite, um, talk to us about your favorite build, um, thus far that you've had, it could be last year's or even one in a previous year. Um, but talk us like, mm-hmm. take us through the sled. What was it? Um, probably a 19 hardcore that I got three years ago. There was a, it just ran, ran good, ran the best out of any of them that I ever had. Um, I ended up with the 141 under it and a lot of track speed with those 141s and the sled ran really good. Always pulled RPM. Just had a lot of fun on that sled. Nice. Nice. Did you do like any, any big mods to it or kept it fairly stock stock motor, uh, GGB can, you know, nothing really. Heck yeah. It was all just skill, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Kyle, what was, um, if you can boil this down to one, um, that's awesome. If it needs to be two or three, that's cool too. But, um, thinking back on last season, um, what was your favorite moment that you can recall? Like you, you know, accomplished a a serious trick that you've been trying at several times or could be anything. Is there anything, as I asked that question that specifically pops into your mind that you can think about? That was a favorite. Um, kind of two two topics. Alaska, my Alaska trip, that was a highlight of my season. And back home, freestyle, getting uh, some grabs and some stuff done on freestyle. Yeah. Nice. Um, Alaska yeah, was, was pretty rad. I went up. Yeah, I went up there for two weeks. Um, I flew up and found some buddies up there who had a cat and put a bunch of parts on it and. Broke a bunch of stuff, but had a lot of fun. Um, rolled around with Warren Gage and Ryan, a bunch of people up there. 
had a blast, explored a ton of different zones and um, built a bunch of jumps, met a lot of like the OG guys up there, some of the Turner and hardcore guys and had a lot of really cool conversations around growing up and all the Alaska sledding things. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Warren's, uh, I haven't reached out to him directly, uh, or maybe I sent him a DM. Um, I wanted to get him onto the podcast and he came to my attention through, um, do you know, Nick Pono? Yep. Yep. Good buddies with him. Dude's good stuff. Dude's a stud, man. I had, uh, he, he jumped on, he jumped on an episode, uh, I can't even remember what number it was on now, but um, really good dude is really good episode. That's um, right. And he he shined a lot of light on on all things Alaska and everything that they're doing up there. They're putting in some serious work. Um, definitely inspiring. Um, it'd be pretty cool to to go up there for sure. Um, and I think that's another part that's cool too about like being able to, you know, before off camera we were talking about like networking and doing this whole Q and A thing and whatnot and creating these relationships and these friendships. It's um, it's really cool to be able to do, to do that within the sledding industry and then the opportunities that comes from that that is provided because of it, right? 100%. So, um, so that's really cool. Yeah, I was I remember some of your stories from Alaska. Didn't you? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you tear one, maybe if not two tracks? up there that you were yep. i remember you putting I searches did. out for them or something on your stories i think yep so i had shipped a track up there and <laughs> put it on the sled and then of course it blows apart first ride so we found a buddy down in homer who had one they pulled off his dad's sled and they drove it up we got that on and then same deal ripped so we couldn't find anything if we're thinking it was just coincidence, but maybe there's something in there catching, but we pulled all that skid track out and took a different skid and different track out of another sled and put it in there and didn't have issues with it. But, Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's a good thing you know how to turn some wrenches then, huh? Get it done. I spent a lot takes. of time wrenching up there. <laughs> and go to, go to Alaska for two weeks and spend one week just working on stuff. <laughs> Right, part of sledding. Hey, man, absolutely, dude, hundred percent. That's that's funny. Um, cool. So, what's uh, on on the topic of Alaska? What are some um, Alaska? What are some other uh, other locations that you've ridden? Um, obviously, several in in Montana. Um, so, outside of Montana, what are some other locations that you've ridden? And out of everywhere, excluding your home, where's your favorite place to ride? Uh, favorite place to ride, I'll answer that right off the bat, is Revelstoke, mm. um, which is seven hours north of me. Okay, um, that's not bad. It's up in B- BC, Canada. That's definitely all-time favorite place to ride. Um, spent a lot of time up there. Uh, and places that I've ridden, I've rode BC quite a bit, um, just because it's close. Um, Cook City is actually further away than Revelstoke for me. That's wild. That's funny. So... Yeah, <laughs> so um, all around Montana, Idaho, I've rode like McCall, some of the stuff in northern Idaho, uh, like uh, Trestle and some of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, Spirit Lake area. Wyoming, rode quite a bit in Wyoming with uh, Arctic Cat, shooting their content the last few years. Right. Um, yeah, nice. trying to think of where else I've rode. So on on never the, made it down to Utah or Nevada or California or any of that. No, have you ever hit Oregon? <laughs> never hit Oregon either. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. 
Um, so on, on the topic of locations, um, I was thinking about this earlier. So like I told you, I, I grew up in Ovando. And so obviously like I've been to Sealy several times. I've ridden not out of Sealy, um, but more so like out of Ovando. And then, um, mm-hmm. so I've always kind of been aware of that area. Um, and you know, maybe it's just cause I'm taking more notice on it as I'm doing more on social media and stuff, but it seems like over the last like little short time span that Sealy Lake has become quite a popular, uh, snowmobiling destination. Um, you know, I know, yeah. uh, Keith Curtis has gotten in there and, you know, just one thing after not saying it's Keith Curtis's fault by any means, but you start getting, you know, bigger people and more content and it just grows more awareness for people. Right. Um, and so mm-hmm. have Puts you more, more on the spotlight of attention? Sure. Um, cause like, you know, and doing this podcast and stuff thing and, and I've talked to, you know, so many people about locations and different riding spots and whatnot. And Sealy Lake is always coming up in conversation one way or another. Um, and so, let me ask you, have you like noticed um, like a change or an increase in a lot more people? Is it becoming like a negative thing? Is it, is it awesome? More people are coming and seeing more people riding with new people. Like what's your, your whole take on It's that? definitely grown a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, <laughs> used to be, you go to the parking lot on the weekends and it'd be like one of a handful of trucks. And then that parking lot started to fill up. And then they made more parking lot and more parking lot. And now it's a giant parking lot that's full every weekend. (laughs) So, I mean, if you like riding with a bunch of people, it's great. But, you know, obviously more people, more tracks, everything gets tracked out. I'm not saying that it's like you'll find tracks every day, but there's there's less honey holes. Sure. That's for sure. Sure, Um, sure. But, I mean, not making it out is a bad thing. It's it's good. It's bringing a lot of economy to the Sealy. It's you know, supporting all yeah. the awesome businesses, you know, Freshies Built's been guiding other, Caleb's doing clinics now. Yeah. Um, that's also put a lot of us, a lot on the spotlight for Sealy. Sure. But it's, it's really good for those guys, their companies, um, and everything that's going on there. It's also bringing more people into the spots, which is kind of cool to see like dip, some people's different eyes on terrain and like see some lines that you want to thought of, or like jump locations that you want to thought of. Um, sure. having a fresh eye and location always is something new, different perspective. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. I, I was thinking about that earlier when I was thinking about, you know, recording this episode with you tonight. Um, and that just, that came <laughs> up, I was curious, um, you yeah. know, cause you're obviously very much boots on the ground and, and get to see it from, from that standpoint. So, um, yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, so continuing on, um, got a couple of things outside of snowmobiling, but maintain specific snowmobiling topics. Um, what's, uh, what do you think overall is, um, your biggest focus, um, for this upcoming season, whether it's maintaining, working out or, uh, sled stuff or any, anything sponsors, whatever, like what's, what's like the biggest thing that you're got your eyes set on for this next season? Next season's all about progression for me. Um, a lot of plans for progressing, a lot of different changes that are going to happen for progressing, mm-hmm. um, and kind of minimizing the noise, getting rid of some of the stuff that might interfere with my full concentration on what I need to be doing. So just getting set up for success for this next season. I want to have a huge year. Um, 
I'm going to practicing freestyle. I set up a freestyle jump at my house. So I'm going to be practicing all summer. That's something I want to implement into the backcountry next year. Um, and start mm-hmm. like really pushing that in the backcountry and start learning more, more tricks. Um, so yeah, I guess next season is strictly progression. That's what I'm after next season. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So a couple of things that you had mentioned there. So that ramp, um, you actually got that from, bought that from Kasturki, didn't you? He had that at his property there yep. in Clearwater, correct? Yep. Yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I've, yep. I've been watching it's your stories super and, and getting it all. Sorry. That's good. Oh, you're good. Um, it's a super kicker, um, and then he's got a, one of those bag airbags that goes on top of a dirt pile for the landing. So I set that up Heck in my yeah. place. Yeah, I've been watching your stories. you hauling it up there and building it and, and the whole progress of the entire thing. It's, mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, and then being able to, you know, have that right there to run the reps, right? Just like going into the gym every day, lifting the weights, right? Run the rep, yep. run the rep, run the rep. Um, so for you to have that at your disposal right there out your front door, or I'm assuming it's right by your house, um, to, is, yeah. to be able to practice, practice, practice. That's awesome. Yeah, to be able to do that over and over again, um, to then be able to apply that into the backcountry is going to be pretty, um, pretty big step up for you, I think, um, which is sick. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So another another piece um, that I want to pick off there too, and ask you specifically. So you mentioned, um, you know, Caleb Kasturki's name, and. Um, you know, obviously you guys are probably pretty good friends and you guys ride a ton, um, mm-hmm. from your stories and all your content and stuff. Um, what do you think specifically? Um, I mean, it's obvious, it's pretty obvious, but I want you to, to speak upon, you know, cause there's a lot of people out there that watch your guys' stuff, me included that want to, you know, want to do some of those crazier things and want to make the progress to be able to achieve some of those gnarly things that, that you boys are doing. Um, and our people are always looking for tips and tricks and all that kind of stuff. But so talk specifically about um, being able to put yourself in a position to ride with somebody like Caleb and vice versa, right? For like Caleb to be able to ride with somebody like you or, um, you know, the freshly built guys, like for you to be able to put yourself in a position where you're surrounded by individuals like that, that are doing some gnarly things. Like how, how does that benefit your, your writing again it's somewhat obvious but i would like you to to elaborate on the importance of that to you and how that's kind of shaped you as a as a writer oh yeah definitely um growing up i've always been the weak link in the group i've always tried to ride with people that have been further ahead of me um you know skill set wise and all that stuff that comes with sledding and just watch what they're doing and learn from them and i think that's the biggest way to learn you know throwing yourself right in the mix um if you're riding with people that if you're always the best in the group, you're never going to get that level of progression. You're never going to have someone behind you pushing you, you know, you need, you know, you got to keep up or have that, like where everyone's ahead and you're way in the back stuck and you're like, ah, I got to get out of this now or figure out how to do this. And you're like, this sucks. And then you figure out how to not do that next time. And you know, it's just a, it helps push you in the right direction if you're after progression. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, if you're the best writer in the group, you need a different group. It's just like the saying, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you need to get into a different room. <laughs> mm-hmm. That creates yep. comfort. Same. Yep, 
Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, a couple other things that I wanted to touch on that's still kind of snowmobile specific. Um, this uh, sledcast. So you have your own your own podcast, um, which I'll tell you a, a funny story. <laughs> so when I created Sled Talk, um, I had written down ideas of names, and I I wrote down Sledcast as one of them. Did you? And this was prior <laughs> to the creation of. Dude, I swear, um, I probably still have That's the note awesome. on my phone. Um, this was prior to prior to your creation of it, um, and then I just I the sled talk thing just it rolled off my tongue. And honestly, I think the first first or second episode. Um, but talk about uh, talk about sledcast and your podcast. And you know, I had mentioned to you in the DMs that you could repurpose this entire episode, um, give you all the content and, uh, and the upload for everything, so you could put it out on on your platform as well if you choose to. Um, but what was like the motivating factor behind like coming up with the idea of creating uh, a podcast? I think networking, um, being able to talk to other people, learn is a great benefit from these. But I think for the biggest thing for me is, uh, becoming better with my words, learning to vocalize stuff better. Um, basically progress my talking I've never been great at talking, so. You want to learn how to talk? You just got to start doing sure. it, and it's a great way to you know, learn a lot of stuff, have great conversations, you know, meet new people, um, and provide more content for people. You know, people are curious, people want to know stuff. Um, you can't always get all this kind of information out in a Instagram video or a whatever, you know. Right. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's a whole different, I think, different um, avenue of content. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, you're seeing an increase in people watching more longer form, um, longer form content for sure. And obviously like being able to listen to podcasts, you're able to do, you know, like multitask, right? So people are able to do something while they're able to listen to it, driving or working Mm -hmm. or or whatever it may be. Um, and so something else I'll say too, that, um, the whole idea of like running the reps on getting better with speaking, What's great about, for me, maybe I would assume it's probably the same for you as well, um, but for speaking about um, snowmobiling is we're so much in love with it and so obsessed with it that we are literally just speaking from our heart, right? And so we can flow and talk so much better, which then is just helping increase the confidence in talking about other subjects that we maybe don't know as much, right? So, um, and that's, you know, something for, for me as well. Yep. Um, so same, same thing for me, um, the networking obviously and the connections and whatnot, you know, like before I started the podcast and I'd watch you or watch these other people and think, Oh man, how cool would it be to, you know, I'd be such a fanboy to, t- <laughs> to see them in the snow park <laughs> or something, you know? And, uh, and so it's progressed into where we're at now, but, um, but, you know, running the reps on, on talking and doing these things bleed into other things that I do. So I'm a real estate agent and own a couple other businesses and whatnot. And so it's, it's all full circle, right? And it's all about running the, Definitely. running the reps. Um, and, and so, uh, speaking of reps, like, um, talk about, um, you know, cause on the personal side of things, I, I don't know how much you're involved with, you know, like personal developments, I was going through your followers and you follow, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business people. Um, 
you know, a lot of some spiritual people and stuff and, and, uh, you know, Sean Whalen and a lot of those guys and you've got mm-hmm. a, a hustle hat on and whatnot. So, so talk a little bit about the importance of mindset stuff. Um, cause I'm really into personal development. That's a whole other, we could have a whole other episode on that as well. But, um, I just noticed that, uh, you know, through your content. And so talk a little bit about the importance of that and why you, why you choose to, to level up your, your mindset with that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, man, definitely. I think it's probably even more important than like being in better physical shape. I think mental is probably the most important thing. Um, personal development just kind of goes right along hand in hand with that. Um, and it's become a huge thing in my life. Kind of started that journey through the gym. Um, got into lifting weights because I know that, you know, to progress sledding, I need to be in good shape to throw a 500 pound machine around, you know, they're not light. They take a lot of effort to ride all day. (laughs) You get gassed. So, you know, like the better shape you're in, the longer you can ride or the harder you can ride or whatever. So I guess it kind of started with lifting, um, getting in the gym and then you start kind of back to that networking thing. You start following people are into that kind of stuff and it just leads into a whole, whole rabbit hole of where you want to go. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. I love talking about that kind of stuff because it is, uh, it's extremely important. Um, and the whole ideology, like Sean Whalen stuff, like lions, not sheep, (laughs) um, you know, there's, there's just so much more, um, out there that, um, I don't think enough people actively take advantage of. Um, and being able to level up your mind is, you know, I would probably agree with you. It's damn near more important um, than the body, but I, I also look at it in, in four things, right? So how I judge everything is, is MBSB. So it stands for mind, body, spirit, business, right? Like if your mind's in a good place, mm-hmm. then your body can become into a good place. Then your spirit can, and spirit, whether spirituality or, you know, God or whatever it is, whatever spirit means to you. Um, but then having all three of those allows you to excel highly in business, whether that's a job or an entrepreneur businesses, whatever it may be. Um, so that's, those are the four, you know, like pillars of how I like live my entire life. And so that stuff is super, super important. So it's cool to see, you know, somebody else in the snowmobile industry that takes that stuff just as serious too. I like those pillars. That's a good way of putting it. And I agree hundred percent with that. One does follow another. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of, of business, first off, um, what's, what do you do for, for work on day to day? I'm an electrician. Um, I got my journeyman's this last fall, and I've been an independent contractor for three years now. Um, Okay. I do a lot of stuff. Uh, Started out doing um, dirt work. So I learned, this is when I was a kid, I learned running an excavator, um, all that kind of stuff. Septics, driveways, dirt work stuff. And then moved into construction, you know, learned framing, learned all that stuff. then got a job up at the mill and became electrician and that's kind of where I liked to be. So I've got a lot of experience in the industry mm-hmm. and I do a lot of stuff in the industry, but I mainly do electrical now. Um, nice. I have a few other guys I subcontract with um, and do a little bit of everything, but mainly electrical. There you go. 
Nice. Awesome. And so you're able to set your own schedule then too, being an independent contractor. Like you can pretty much adjust your yeah. own your own jobs and your own yeah. time frame, which is crucial right for the importance of of your career for snowmobiling right like you got to be able to one make the money to afford snowmobiling but then two you know you're able to to take the time um to progress you know progress your career honestly yeah as you well. can load you can load your plate as heavy as you want and stack up in the summer and be able to afford to snowmobile in the winter a little bit Heck yeah, absolutely. Because it ain't cheap. <laughs> That's for darn sure. No. <laughs> um. So so uh, business as well. Um. Ride fast, right? So you've got ride fast company. That's in in your bio. Um. It's not published yet. Um. What is? Tell us a little bit about what that is. Kind of more a passion project I got going. Um. I've kind of wanted to start an apparel line for quite a few years now just something i've always wanted to do so i'm mm-hmm. jumping on it and doing it um not quite sure the direction of the company yet um i really want to create some opportunities for other athletes in the industry and try to like push more of a positive thing in the industry you know create opportunities maybe some video projects i'm not quite sure where it leads but i want to start with apparel it's something i sure. wanted to do just start small with it um yeah Heck yeah. Do you have a, do you have a, a date to release or to publish or to come out with your first, first products? Do you have a goal in mind for time frame? I'll be launched this fall for sure. I'm going to try to do a small drop over the summer, kind of feel things out, get a feel for nice. how the company works. Um, another thing, yeah. it's just like, I want to learn the business side of the stuff. And this is a great way to learn all that online sales shopify store shipping mm-hmm. all that stuff it's always always been a thing that i've wanted to learn so this is an avenue to pursue that whether it becomes anything or not heck yeah that's i don't really care it's just something i want to do and learn so dude take take action right imperfect action right like yep. shoot the shot yep 100 percent. yep so so a little piece like i i i damn sure don't know everything right but obviously this is our first time talking and stuff. So, so prior to, I mentioned real estate. So prior to that, literally the last like five to six years, I have, uh Oh, <laughs> my camera just stopped. Uh, I still see you. Yeah. So it's on my actual camera. Oh, oh we just started again. Um, literally the last like five years I've ran my own digital marketing agency so I did all things digital advertising right across Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff for a variety of different uh, different clients. In the last like two years, um, I shut it all down and I just I've been going off the theme of fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. And so I just took those skill sets and started applying it for myself. Um, I was having too many clients that had issues talking on camera that didn't understand the importance of personal branding on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And I was just, I was just tired of trying to explain the importance of that and making them money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just said, screw it. I'm going to do this myself. So, um, so, you know, and that's where, that's how like kind of sled send was birthed too, right? Like I'm obsessed with snowmobiling and it costs a lot of money. How can I figure out how to make money off of 
this <laughs> and then here we are right and and so you know off off camera um would definitely uh be willing to if you're interested to you know to get on another call one-on-one and and i'm more than i'm an open book and transparent with everything so like being able to talk shop on some of that stuff and show you what i've learned mistakes i've made um you know cool things not so cool things whatever um you know the, i that's another part of the networking stuff too right like being able to share from my wins mm-hmm. and, and my losses. Um, you know, even if it is like, um, you know, even if it is within the snowmobiling industry and technically we would become part, uh, competitors, right? Like I really don't care about that. Right. So I, I met up with, uh, Justin Ponzer with sled USA, um, up in Sandpoint, mm-hmm. he invited me up there, had him on the podcast and stuff. And we talked about a lot of different stuff and obviously he's doing merch too and whatnot. And, and we both approach it in a in a great way to to talk about it to help each other um and so it's it's a great thing and i just want to see others succeed um especially when it has to do with taking a shot on something they're obsessed with right with their passion um 100%. and so yeah dude that's that's really cool i'm excited to and uh, likewise to talk man to like about i wanted to get on here <laughs> go ahead Oh, I was just saying, likewise, man, it's super cool to see what you're doing as well. And I wanted to get on here and chat with you as well. Heck yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. So I'm, I'm excited for the release of, of that company um, and that passion project this fall. And we'll definitely um, reconvene and talk a little bit more about it. Um, so let's go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we checked off a lot of the questions. Let's go ahead and, you know, because we got those other guests that are waiting to do the Q&A. <laughs> they're, they're, they've been sitting waiting for the last 30 minutes. So, um, and we got <laughs> we got this one at a full, what are we at? Just over 30 minutes. So, yeah, that's a good episode. So, something I did not awesome. mention to you, Kyle, is I like to end these Sled Talk episodes. Um, we end it with the guest asking what we call the Sled Talk question of the day or question of the episode. Um, and so what we do is, is have the guest yourself come up with a specific question. Um, and then we, we micro clip that. And then we put that on TikTok and the reels and whatnot for the listeners and the viewers to be able to comment their opinion. Right. So for example, um, it could be a broad question or it could be a specific question, you know, examples of like, you know, climb versus 509 or thumb throttle versus hand throttle, uh, thumb versus finger throttle or um what's your favorite mod or your favorite backcountry snack or whatever um do you have something i know i'm putting you on the spot but uh do you have something mm-hmm. that comes to mind when you want to think of a question to ask the listeners i'm thinking riding styles so there's freestyle jumping okay. that whole realm of things and then there's tree riding hardcore riding you know shit crick kind of riding what's your favorite yeah <laughs> yeah that's a great question that one hasn't been asked either um in 20 right. 24 episodes so that's that's good yeah so what is what is your favorite uh yeah your favorite writing style so listeners viewers comment below with your answers appreciate you guys tuning in kyle thank you so much for for jumping on on Heck this yeah. episode i'm excited to get it released and get it out there um yeah it means it means a lot to me dude i appreciate the response to the dm the follow back on instagram and jumping on here and, and taking the time to do this <laughs> so yeah. so yeah we'll wrap it up um yeah this will be the first uh summer episode so i appreciate all you sled talk listeners and viewers whether you're on youtube or watching this on instagram or listening on itunes spotify all that good stuff 
Um, please like, follow, subscribe. That helps us increase our engagement, which then full circle helps us continue to push this whole this whole ideology of sled talk um, forward. So yeah, we'll wrap it up. Kyle, again, thank you. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Nick, yeah, thanks for having me.